to me, your first few commits are so important in terms of who they are. And I don't think you could pick three better guys than Dayton and Adam and Aaron to commit early because they are winners and they're leaders. And they understood immediately the importance of helping us sign the rest of the class. This is the Splitting Hairs podcast brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated. I first just want you guys to know and our fans and our community and all of our supporters to know how important you are to our success. And kids pick a community and a school and university. They don't just pick a football program or a football coach. I appreciate every single time, whether you're a fan in the stands um, that has a positive interaction with them, you know, or or you, you see them at a restaurant eating a meal. I mean, I'm very thankful. Our coaching staff is very thankful for your support. And these kids are going to battle for you. We're really proud of this class. They're people we're proud of, and uh, they're Jackrabbits through and through. So appreciate our fans and our support, and uh, these kids are going to bring it home for us. Just continue to have our back, uh, and we'll get it done for you. Now here are your hosts, Matt Tollefson and Kyle Sheehan. Welcome back to the Splitting Hairs podcast. Matt Tollefson with Jackrabbit Illustrated with you today. Uh, and a special guest, it is signing day. And so our special guest today is SDSU's very own Dan Jackson. Dan, how you doing? Man, couldn't be better. Really uh, excited and relieved and uh, thankful to be able to sign such an awesome class. So appreciate you having me on. Uh, appreciate all your listeners and everybody that supports Jackrabbit football because it means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. We really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, knowing you a little bit, I know you're already looking forward to that February signing day and yeah. uh, getting after these last couple holes that we have uh, in the roster and in the class. So um, yep. thank you for taking that time. Spots. Yeah, a few more spots. So yep. um, so good. So, you know, this class, uh, I think it had to have been our earliest commits with the Twins uh, back mm-hmm. in May. So you got those first commits back in May, a ton in June some in August, and then the last kind of trickled in. Uh, I think every month you had one this fall. Um, yep. Yep. You know, what? tell me a little bit about just the process that goes into all this. Man, it is uh, amazing how it changes and evolves every year. And some of it's rules-based, uh, and then the other part of it is just kids and coaches and families being more educated on the process. Um, and so, I mean, we first zero in on these guys through a really thorough evaluation process of going through every high school and every high school coach and, Um, utilizing some different recruiting services to help find and identify uh, players. So I bet between our, you know, uh, 10 full-time guys, you know, in in Coach Stig, we watch, I mean, it's in the thousands of of highlight reels and game film. And then we really try to narrow it down, you know, to our top 10, 15, 20 guys at each position and then rank those guys out. And then, you know, from there, we see them in the spring uh, do some things. We see them at track meets. We see them uh, do some workouts, and then we really get an opportunity to uh, to see some local guys earlier. Like you mentioned, Adam and Aaron, the Kuschler twins there playing linebacker uh, for us. So, you know, they were up a lot on campus, and they were at the the Riggs deal down there training, so we felt really good about them. And then, uh, you know, everybody else you kind of see at these camps that are earlier and earlier in June, and there's some actually uh, now in, in uh, the spring recruiting period. So um, you, you identify them, and then you get out there and you – you kind of solidify that they are your top guy by watching them at a camp and uh, evaluating them. And sometimes you get to work with and coach them 
uh, at the camps as well. Then when the camps are over, you can interact with them face to face a little bit uh, in their families. And so, you know, there's uh, opportunities to get to know them. And then really, once they come to our camp, uh, w- which majority of these guys have, uh, then they've kind of they've been to a junior day. Uh, we've been to the school. We've seen them. We've seen the coach. We saw them work out. Then they saw a campus. They were coached by us. They're ready to make a decision so much earlier. Um, and, and Dayton, uh, McGoy, and, and Adam and Aaron were uh, our first two verbals. And then this is how it goes now, uh, Matt, as you know. we get uh, you, To me, your first few commits are so important in terms of who they are. And I don't think you could pick three better guys than Dayton and Adam and Aaron to commit early because they are winners and they're leaders. And they understood immediately the importance of helping us sign the rest of the class. So we can't. We can't say, Aaron, call this guy, Dayton, call this guy. You know, we can't do that. Sure. But, but with social media and, um, and so many people interacting, I mean, shoot, they follow Jack Illustrated, then they're mm-hmm. going to find out about guys we're recruiting. So anyways, they just kind of uh, they started forming relationships. And as commits poured in, you know, more and more guys wanted to be a part of it. And, and, and uh, shoot, I mean, by the end of the summer, we were dang near full. And then to your point, you know, there was a few guys that we just needed to uh, get on campus, you know, in uh, in the fall via official visit to kind of, uh, you know, put that final exclamation point on their recruiting. So uh, extremely proud of this group. Uh, I mean, it is a special, special class of people and winners and athletes. Uh, big things ahead for this class. Yeah. And, and you know, the last year's class, uh, I think the theme with them was always talking about they're going to bring a championship to Brookings, right? Uh, every yep. every one of those guys that I interviewed or uh, yeah, t- uh, you know, just got info from, they were always talking about uh, winning a championship, and that's carried yep. that's carried over into this year's class too. Like that's something they're constantly talking about. Like the relationships, yes, I mean that's what sets SDSU apart is the special relationships. Um, but but I mean, this group is. Com- <clears throat> is committed to, to absolutely winning. So uh, love yep. that. And, and really, you know, a lot of them, um, a majority of them come from winning programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe, you know, you look at someone like Abe uh, from yep. Omaha, uh, maybe not the, the, the strongest historically yep. historical program, but with him, they've really turned a corner and he's helped yep. kind of establish a foundation there. So I just love the, the like this, this group is just a bunch of winners. So I like that. Yeah, they definitely have an impact on their on their high school programs and then just their high schools in general. And to, to, to your point about the winning championships, uh, I think they everybody wants to, you know, be a part of a winner. Well, we're trying to recruit guys that want to commit themselves to establishing a proven championship pedigree here. Mm-hmm. And last year, I tell you what. Uh, our older guys and our seniors were, were most devastated a little bit of the season ending this year, uh, not how they wanted in Frisco, Texas. But I tell you what, outside of those seniors, um, there's a good handful of underclassmen. But I saw the 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 just pure the motivation in the eyes of a lot of our freshmen that played for us this year, and they felt as as freshmen, a lot of them true freshmen or redshirt freshmen. Um, that they were fueled by this is not going to happen, you know, uh, sure again. And so I, I'm excited when we had this group with them. I mean, Matt, it's, it's, uh, we got a team full of competitive, 
uh, fiery guys that really, you know, ha- have the expectation to win every single game and every play. And um, I mean, it, we're going to go on a run, man. And this was maybe one of the more talented football teams we had. And, and I know we're, we were derailed here and there at some spots, but uh, with some injuries, but that's why you recruit. Yep. And that is why we build depth. And you, you, I'm not in the excuse business and a couple injuries cannot affect your season uh, the way, the way it did for us. So um, this class is going to add to the depth and be ready to roll. Yeah. All right, so I think we've danced around it enough. Let's uh, let's yep. dive into this class and get going on these guys. So, uh, first one, uh, got to talk about the gunslinger, uh, Mark mm-hmm. Gronowski uh, from Naperville, Illinois. Uh, yep, put up some huge numbers this year. Uh, really, kind of a dual threat quarterback. Sixteen hundred, almost seventeen hundred yards passing, uh, fifteen touchdowns, uh, another nine hundred yards rushing, uh, six or uh, twelve touchdowns on the ground. Um, just he was all state in the largest class in Illinois. Um, I really love this guy. He's big. He's mobile. Has a great arm. Um, what else do we need to know about him? Uh, I mean, as you mentioned, he's a winner. He's uh, in, in really every phase of the the word. His family is is committed to South Dakota State. They love to hear they're a big part of uh, all this as well. But I remember, uh, you know, throughout the the summer when you look at Division One quarterbacks, sometimes in the Midwest. Some years there's a lot of them, and some years there's not. And this year I looked at it, you know, when Coach Luan had built his board out, we were kind of looking at it, and I'm like, geez, man. I mean, there's there's three or five, you know, three or four, maybe five guys that are championship-caliber guys in the Midwest, and that's where we, you know, really want to get, you know, our, our quarterback from if we can. And Mark stood out as a guy as a junior, but then when you saw him throw with all those other guys, because we had all those guys at our camp, and – I saw a guy that was a polished passer, had a quick release, great feet. You could tell he'd been coached, but you also could tell he still had a lot of room to grow. Mm-hmm. So maybe the coolest thing about Mark is he's extremely talented and he's very well-rounded. He's not just a pocket guy. He's not just an option guy. He's not just a, you know, uh, a, a guy that's going to try to run you over in the open field. He can make you miss too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so he's very well-rounded. And then, um, I, his ceiling is still very high, and that that excites us the most about Mark. And I mean, he's a guy to be candid with you. I mean, he, uh, you know, we had all of our guys in and all of our letters of intent, and he's this talented. Where there's other schools poking around at him late, and there's a, a lot of different things going on with his uh, um, recruiting. And uh, you know, a lot of guys we're nervous a little bit, and a lot of it is, is he's just a focus driven guy, and he ended up getting his his letter of intent in and he FaceTimed us and huge smile on his face. And he's excited uh, to be a Jackrabbit. But uh, when you're recruiting really talented quarterbacks, that kind of stuff's going to happen. So really proud of our staff for closing uh, the deal with Mark and, and fired up about him and his family and his future here. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you mentioned, I'm really glad you mentioned just how the Midwest quarterback picture was looking this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Just read an article a little bit earlier from edgy Tim uh, out, of Ill- yep. out of Illinois. And he has uh, Mark rated as the top quarterback in Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, and he said, you know, there was really only three or four division one caliber quarterbacks in the state of Illinois. And, and, and we know how many, <laughs> how many high school programs there are in Illinois. There's tons. Oh, so for yeah. only three or four to kind of be division one caliber uh, just really paints that picture of what you're talking about. It It is. And it makes it, you know, think about that. There's five guys that we thought were, 
championship caliber guys for us before we really got out and worked with them. And then you could have maybe moved it down to three and think of how many schools then recruit that kid. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a tribute to our program, um, you know, and our staff and our, our system. And, um, and then to do that with, uh, you know, knowing no matter where you go, there's going to be competition and competitiveness. And um, he embraces that. So it's uh, he's everything you want in your leader now. I mean, he's mm-hmm. everything you want, uh, you know, in a, uh, in, in, in your quarterback and uh, the people of Brookings and our fans when, uh, I mean, it, it, this is, this kid's a big deal now. I mean, he is a big, big deal for our program. Yeah. And you know, he, uh, you know, part was part of the Midwest boom program again. You know, you mentioned that he, he's been trained and worked with. He's, he's uh, kind of in that throw it deep uh, yep. quarterback, quarterback school. So uh, some really good, pedigree stuff there that you're kind of talking about so uh, i'm excited for that just uh just to see him so let's move his, con- his, his connection with diamond evans was big too they played uh they played some some boom together so that boom's a good deal at seven on seven yeah yeah all right uh we'll move to the running back position where we got two yep. guys both out of missouri uh isaiah davis and uh avian thomas so yep. both very different types of running backs I'll let you kind of start on both of them this time. So what do we need to yeah, know? Yeah, we, yeah, we set out uh, really with the idea we wanted to take two uh, backs and we wanted to be able to get a, a bigger thumper type back, you know, losing Mikey, um, you know, and then we wanted to get a guy that could get out of the backfield and catch the football and be explosive and still run through the tackles, and that's Avion. And so um, really, you know, we, we had a vision for that, and, and Coach Beal really – uh, you know, worked with Coach Eck on, on the vision of what we wanted. And with what we do offensively, you want to have that good balance. And so Isaiah, he came to our camp and we loved him. And we offered him uh, at camp. And to be honest with you, Matt, I mean, he was hurting kids at our camp. We had to, we needed to like almost pull, pull back a little bit. Right? Because <laughs> I mean, you know, you've, you've seen it. Our camp is a little more physical than yep. most camps with the just shirt and shorts. I mean, it's pads and mm-hmm. helmets and I'm telling you, this kid runs violent, and uh, we loved him. We offered him. He was committed, and then the cool thing about him is, so then he came back up the next month for our, our C day, our commit day, and, you know, we're doing some fun things and playing some games with him. Well, he happened to be, like, the best at every game we played with him as well. So, like, I'm like, gosh, this kid is just good at anything. I mean, we could make up a game right now. He's one of those kids you can make up a game, yeah. you know, with the neighbor kids and he's going to beat you at it. And so he is super athletic, very coordinated, really light feet, very violent of a runner. I mean, he is uh, a guy that we expect to play early here uh, to have a role for. And he's just not a big bruiser. I mean, he's over six one now. He's 230 pounds, um, you know, so he's physically ready, but. Then his senior season, you talk about a guy that just took his team mm-hmm. uh, and put him on his back. I mean, he was the player of the year in the state of Missouri. He was the Gatorade player of the year down there. Uh, he got so many accolades. Uh, again, it was starting to make me nervous with Missouri having a new staff and all these mm-hmm. places poking around. Um, and he was called uh, by the University of Nebraska about taking an official visit down there last weekend. And he said that he was good. And so, um, you know, that, that, those are always big wins for us. And Avion, I saw coach Beal really put him through the ringer at the Lindenwood camp, uh, out in St. Louis this summer. And he stood out as, as a, a very versatile guy. And then he just fit when he came on 
campus he kind of fit in with everybody in the culture and he, he, he's a very positive happy outgoing kid mm-hmm. um and uh and, and really so we wanted to have a huge emphasis in kansas and missouri greater than we ever have and we accomplished that and those two kids are a big big part of it yeah you know and uh, one thing to add on isaiah is you know when when he first committed you watch his tape as a junior and you think my goodness this is like mikey 2.0 right because yep. he's just trucking kids kind of what you're talking about but you turn on his senior tape and he, he, just, I don't know, he changes workouts or something, but he's dynamic out there his senior year. He's not just yeah. running over people, but he's making a miss. He's getting, beating them to the edge. I mean, it just, yeah. I, you didn't see it his junior year, but it was definitely their senior year. So, and he, and he took his team to the, the state championship. And you're right, he kind of changed his body, I think is what happened. He kind of, as kids do, they grow and, you know, a lot of kids fill out. Well, he was already filled out. He kind of leaned out a little bit in a good way mm-hmm. um, as he's continuing to mature. And so, um, and he's not done growing, you know, and he's not done, uh, you know, filling out and, and developing uh, and forming his body how he wants. So yeah. big, big things ahead. Yeah. And then uh, Mr. Thomas there, uh, he's someone that caught my eye he, early in the process is just being this uh, shifty. I don't, I, you know, I don't want to pigeonhole him as a scat back, but uh, I mean, he has a lot of those, uh, that, that, the movement to him. He just can really uh, make guys miss in space. And he's pretty, I mean, in his high school, ran him up the, in between the tackles too. So, and he's not a huge guy. Yeah. And he's not, he's not scared to, to, uh, to, to, to run it up in there, but he's a guy that can make the first guy miss and then get vertical and such a key deal. And then for our screen game and for, um, you know, he's built, He's really built very similar to CJ. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. our fans that, that you know, in, in CJ Wilson, he's had some injuries and those things. But you've seen when CJ's healthy and he's running, I mean, he's not the biggest guy, but he's about as violent of a runner as you'll see when he's when he is, uh, you, know, you know, getting up in there. So we uh, we see a lot of those same characteristics. Perfect. All right. Uh, the wide receiver group, you signed three uh, really fun guys. Uh, yep. You know, you got back into the small town of Iowa. Uh, Solon, Iowa, and got yep. AJ Coons. Uh, you got another playmaker in purple and Nate Sullivan, and yep. uh, you dip back down into Florida. You know we graduated a wide receiver from Florida, so we got to replace him. And you, uh, you bring up in Devin Cole, uh, who's a converted or going to be coming in from quarterback. So, what do you want to say about those three? Yeah, AJ is a big dude now, and he. Uh, if anything, when we first started recruiting him, he was tall but kind of slight. And then now, if you saw AJ now, you're like, holy smokes, he's going to be one of the bigger receivers uh, on the roster at 6'4", close to 200 pounds right now, and, uh, and growing. So AJ was, again, impressive at camp. Uh, his ball skills and ability to, like, locate the ball in the air and then u- use his hands to get it and not wait for the ball to come to him stand out to me. Uh, he is going to be a great uh, – you know, So when defenses are rushing the passer and when they're, they, they've got quality DBs in this league – you've got to be able to make plays when you're covered. And, and that's what I see AJ being able to do with us. Uh, you know, you see that with Jackson Yankee, some his size and his presence, you know, he's covered, but he could still make the place kind of still open, you know, and Winnicky was that way. And um, so he's going to fit your, your prototypical big guy. I don't want to say possession guy because I don't necessarily, you know, obviously the goals for all the receivers to possess and help us gain possession of the ball, but he's, 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 he, and then this, this high school, uh, it's insane. So it, it, it is, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this program is a powerhouse, and Adam Bach that we signed last year is a name people need to jot down and pay attention to this spring because with Roseboom 
uh, graduating. I mean, Adam, I don't want to put that level of pressure on him, but he's going to be an awesome player here. Um, and so those two were very close, and that was big in the recruiting process. Um, and, you know, Nate Sullivan Jr. is, I mean, this kid, he, Nate had half the Mac. Uh, mm-hmm. He had a bunch of schools in our league, and he was really emerging. He commits to us a couple weeks after he commits to us. He breaks his leg in the summer in a, in a passing league. Uh, which you hate to see. And then he was able to come back maybe a little early, uh, earlier than he should have, but he's just so competitive. He came back halfway through the, his, his high school senior season this year. Uh, and he helped his team win a state championship. And I mean, that, that, that his high school one going away at seven division one players, the home of Kate Johnson and Shane Daly jr. Are, uh, mm-hmm. you know, current players. So the one thing about Nate is, is you talk about a guy, He's going to be a little bit of a, a late, late bloomer. His dad was an all-conference player at, at uh, UNO back when they had football and uh, played safety. And he kind of bloomed late in terms of physically. Well, Nate's already, you know, 6'3", pushing mm-hmm. 6'4". He's already 190 pounds. I mean, he's going to be a massive kid. He's still a baby face uh, kid. But, uh, you know, here's the thing. He's going to know how to run routes day one. He's going to understand concepts. He's going to know when to sit down in, in windows of the zone. Uh, he's going to know when to run away from guys. He's great in the screen game and he blocks his butt off. Um, he is, uh, a, a huge, huge get for us. Max schools were hitting him up all the way till the very end to make sure that he was good with his decision, uh, at South Dakota state. And he was, and, um, I'm really close with, with a lot of kids down there. Nate and I, you know, we've had a really close relationship for the last few years, so very proud of him. Um, and then Devin really is a guy we've known about for a long, long time, but it's harder it, its harder to get a kid from Florida on campus, and you can't fly him in in the summer. So we knew we'd wait to get him up this season, and, and when we did, he loved it, fell in love with his place. His family are, are both educators, so they, um, you know, a lot of kids whose parents are teachers and coaches, are very respectful kids. They understand the sacrifices teachers and coaches make, but they're naturally very uh, appreciative kids. And that's the one thing I, I noticed about him um, and how he was able to relate with adults. But then his play on the field is he's a very fast, explosive, elusive guy. Um, and we're going to need to work with them on some of the receiver stuff because he won't be as polished as the other. Sure. Yeah. But that's, that's why they call us coach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I love this trio. Um, you know, Nate, Nate's someone that's caught my eye, you know, two years ago when I was there for prospect camp, uh, yep. he was a name I remember circling like, wow. And then finding out he was only a, a rising junior at the time, like, ah, shoot. Yep. Uh, but, but his list of offers, you know, he's someone that I just really always kept my eye on. And then when he committed, I just remember being pretty pumped about it. <laughs> uh, you know, the AJ Coons, you know, you watch his tape. And, and it's like anytime uh, the, the quarterback needs to get bailed out, it's just throw it up to AJ. Um, you know, and he, he won so many jump balls. He won, uh, he won with, with speed uh, vertically. Uh, I think he can run some routes too, you know, watching some of the, the tape. He wasn't asked to do a ton of it on his tape, on his highlight tape at least, but, but I know the abilities there. And uh, Devin, you're right. Like Devin just seems like an all-world type of kid. Um, you know, and I think, you know, his, his, he's going to have to learn the mechanics, obviously of being a receiver, but the understanding of the defense is going to be there from his time as a quarterback. He was really both a passer and a rusher. Um, and he was in that central Florida all-star game, first team, all area quarterback. So, uh, he'll be all right. I think. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be just fine. He's not going to be, uh, 
lot of those Florida kids, they've seen a lot of speed too. So they're not always, they're not, they're not as caught off guard with the change of high school to college. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, big man at tight end, uh, Wyatt Seagren, I think yep. it, right. All right. So, uh, he, 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 uh, ended with 13 receptions, 202 yards, two touchdowns, uh, was really a monster on the defensive line. Um, but I think really a cool thing is that he was all Nebraska second team and then how Nebraska has their classes broke down. You know, this, um, yep, yep. you know, he was all state for C2, but then he was the team captain of that, of that group. Uh, yep. and so that's a pretty huge honor. I think for him, uh, had offers NDSU, Jacksonville state, uh, Western Illinois, a uh, bunch of nice offers there uh, for him. Yep. So I know he was a big get for us. Yeah. He's a big dude and a big athletic guy. He, uh, my younger brother, actually, he's a teacher in Omaha, and he coaches, you know, a basketball team down there, the traveling team, and he was telling me about this guy. And, uh, you know, I said, okay, okay, and he sent me his stuff. But he didn't send me his name. He's just like, keep it, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you more info on this kid. I said, okay. Well, then I'm going through my Nebraska scouting, and I find this guy, and I contact him, and we're, we're talking on the phone, and he's telling me about his basketball team. Well, come to <laughs> find out it's the same guy. So my younger brother was actually his basketball coach, and then, he, uh, you know, Oakland Craig's a small school. They really rolled to a state championship this year. They don't throw the ball much, you know. So, um, I mean, it's there's games where they throw the ball through the ball three or four times in the game. Um, and so, you know, he did his job as a blocker, and then he really dominated defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he came to camp, he was really physical. He has soft hands. I mean, six seven two. He's really over two fifty now. And you know, we watched him play basketball. And he's throwing down alley-oop dunks, and he can do – I mean, for a guy that big, I mean, geez, his his uh, potential's through the roof. His brother actually plays basketball at Chaminade down there in Hawaii. Oh. Um, so there's some athleticism just running in the family. Uh, genuine family, great people, jackrabbits through and through. And, uh, you know, it's, it was, it's always good to beat NDSU, you know, on, on a recruit. I know this is a guy that they uh, – when he committed to us, they, they didn't let it go uh for a little while and so that always makes it a little bit sweeter when you can dominate those guys in, in recruiting trail mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i know uh when it was kind of interesting when he committed it wasn't too long after when when illinois state got their big tight end ndsu got their big tight end so uh why it was the first domino to fall in that yep. one yeah <laughs> yeah yeah he was it was like yeah he, he pulled the trigger and then those other schools needed to go to yeah options two and three yeah yeah all right, let's move to the offensive line. You brought in two guys, Jalen Lee out of Illinois and yep. Gus Miller, hometown kid from Brookings. So uh, I love both of these guys' tape. Um, Gus obviously helped Brookings uh, to a state runner-up this year, played both offense and defensive line. Uh, Eddie's younger brother, uh, yep. Jalen Lee, uh, super physical <laughs> player. Uh, you know, he was an all-state, 6A all-state team in Illinois. Uh, his conference player of the year as an offensive lineman uh, and a, a really nice list of offers for him. So what do we need to know about these two? Jalen is a bulldog. I mean, he's six two, a little over uh, 280 pounds, but physically his best attribute is he's, he has got long arms. He's got length. Um, and so, you know, the height is important on guys, but I tell you what, the arm length is, is more important because, I mean, you're punching and striking and you're extending and, and, and that, that's really at the end of the day, what makes the biggest difference. So yeah, uh, you know, Jalen, uh, loved his visit. It was kind of a cold day. Um, 
you know, but he, uh, him and his family absolutely loved it. Uh, he's just the type of guy that's going to be able to anchor you down at guard uh, or center position uh, and really be able to, to give us that push uh, in, in the inside that we need. Um, so really, really excited about him um, and everything that he's going to bring to the team. So, um, and then Gus is a guy that, you know, he's a little undersized. He, he's a physical kid. Um, you know, he's a nasty uh, p- football player. Uh, he, he's kind of got that mean streak that you want in there uh, as well. And so, you know, being a local guy and a guy that, that plays with such physicality and tenacity, he's a guy that, um, you know, that, that, that you got to take. I mean, it, he, he kind of made it for us at camp. You know, he, he, made, he made the decision for us with how great he was at camp. He was going against a lot of these guys that were highly touted uh and then but he was burying them in board drills and so you know uh, we're excited about gus and then even just the potential at this position uh moving forward um you know we just couldn't be more uh you know more excited about about those two guys and then we've got some big time guys on the hook here for february as well yeah we're excited for that okay let's flip over to the defensive side of the ball and get into those guys and with this class, we have to start with the chain gang. Uh, you're bringing in five, I think, uh, very, very, very good players. Um, Max Balloon out of Redfield. Um, Randy, I can, I'm going to butcher this last name. So help me out. How do you say Randy's last name? You know what? Uh, he's known as Randy K around our office. <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> right Randy on. Kimone? Yeah, maybe? exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. That is uh, – that, that, that is the, the best shot at it. So he's, man, Randy's a heck of a player. Yeah, yeah. Mitch Iocker, uh out of Sioux Falls, Sioux Falls, Lincoln. Uh, Brandon Lane out of uh, Missouri, Lee Summit, Missouri. And uh, the most recent one, Max Van Meter out of uh, Bishop uh, Mage in Kansas. So what do yep. we need to know about this group, man? Yeah, so, I mean, let's, let's just, uh, you know, let's start with Max and, and these South Dakota guys. And Max is... Uh, I mean, he's all a six six. He's two twenty five uh, in growing, and he's going to be a huge kid. I mean, the first thing um, you know that uh, you know that you that you notice about about uh, my man Max is when you stand next to him and you shake his hand. I mean, it's going to like break your hand and engulf your hand. I mean, he's a big kid, and he's not done growing. And at at our camp, you know, it was kind of what is he? Is he a tight end? Is he a DN? Is he the tackle? Is he an old lineman? Well, I tell you what, his athleticism at the end and rushing the passer for being as raw as he is coming from a smaller school and in uh, in Redfield and those things that um, we just saw so much upside with him. He's a jackrabbit. He's a kid that grew up wanting to be a jackrabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't say a lot. You know, he is uh, he he opens up the, the, the more you get to know him and he'll crack some jokes. But he's a fairly serious kid when you first uh, meet him. So he's a he is a difference making player. Uh, Mitch, you know, really. Uh, came onto the scene in the camp scene. We saw him at, at uh, the Riggs combine down there, and and uh, and then he was doing some one on ones, and he was. Fit. I mean, he won every rep. I mean, he was. Um, he went toe to toe with guys that were bigger than him, or guys that had more offers initially, and he earned all of his recruiting attention. He's another guy that it was fun to beat uh, the bad guys up north on, and then obviously, uh, you, you know, our rival from down south too. So. He is a guy that drew a ton of recruiting interest. He's a he's a just a phenomenal football player. Uses his hands well, um, and he he just fits in. I mean, he he went on a couple other visits and said and literally left before the camp and said, "Ah, uh, he has enough confidence to say, you know what, this isn't for me." Uh, yeah, you know, he'd say this isn't. You know, you know what, this doesn't feel like South Dakota State. He just leave. 
um, <laughs> which is really cool. And then really intelligent. I mean, high ACT guy. Uh, and moving mm-hmm. on to Randy, you, you know, to me, <laughs> Randy is a guy that, you you know, Quentin Hicks came in and made a, a huge impact as a freshman All-American at DN. I expect nothing less uh, from a guy like Randy in terms of his pass rushing, his uh, his mm-hmm. quick twitch off the ball. I mean, he was at our team camp, so we, we had him on campus for three days, and he just dominated all three days. He loves football. Um, and, you know, it really, Randy is a really, really smart kid that picks things up well. Uh, there, there's a little bit of a language barrier at times initially, uh, you, you know, in terms of some, some, th- some school things with him. But he is a super smart, uh, really coachable guy that is physical. I mean, he's a guy that, I mean, I'm telling you, Matt, I mean, he, he, and he's just growing. Like, every yeah. time he came on campus and put on the jersey and the pads, I'm like, man, let's get this guy out there now. I mean, <laughs> um, he looks like he could play for us right now. Um, and, uh, and then Brandon Lane, who's got versatility, who's a defensive end that can you know, move around uh, as well, move inside, move all around and kind of get him on the best uh, matchup for us in the pass rush situation. But uh, Brandon, probably in terms of offers, um, you know, our, our ho- most highly touted recruit, he had the entire Mac. Um, he had, uh, you know, everybody from our conference. He had an Arkansas offer as well, which, which was a real offer. I mean, he went down there and visited and uh, did love it. I mean, he, he again, like him and his family are genuine people. And they, they literally said uh, what stuck with them was is when they went to buy some South Dakota State gear at the store, how nice the people were to them. When we went out to eat everywhere, how everybody was so excited to, to meet him and his family in, in, in the community really impacted him. And then, I mean, mm-hmm. Coach Smith did a phenomenal job um, recruiting this guy. I mean, he, he's in their family group text. I mean – you know, Coach, Coach Smith, he took it to a whole nother level. I think he was getting text messages about dirty laundry and who was doing the dishes. Uh, so I give a lot of credit to Christian on, on getting Brandon signed. And then uh, Max Van Meter is a guy that uh, really came on. And, and to be candid, um, he didn't come to a camp. We didn't see him. Um, you know, there we were recruiting one of his teammates. And so Coach Smith and I went down to watch one of his teammates play. And, and then Coach Smith left a little early, and he went and watched Brandon play, uh, Brandon Lane. And I stayed, and I texted Christian halfway through the game, and I said, man, I know we're recruiting a couple of these other guys, but this Van Meter kid is the best kid on the field. And, mm-hmm. and then his coach confirmed that, and then uh, his recruiting really started to pick up here towards the end because he plays for such a prestigious high school. He didn't have a lot of sophomore, junior tape. And, uh, you know, I mean, he, in the end um, – I mean, he made all these guys are physical, but he's he's going to be like a ready to play guy, probably. Um, yeah. D tackle. I mean, and you want to talk just community fit? Uh, is everyone in his family owns a kayak? They love the outdoors. They go camping. They he gets uh, shotguns for Christmas is what he's asking for. They like to hunt, sweet fish. <laughs> I mean, they brought up they brought up uh, coyote uh, pelts and fox and. Uh, I mean, it was like, it was amazing, <laughs> the, the fit there. That's cool. Yeah, he uh, ultra productive this year, 11 and a half sacks. So, uh, you know, and I don't know what this is for sure, but he's one of like six finalists for the Bobby Bell Kansas Lineman of the Year Award yeah. down there. You know, he was all state. So, uh, yeah, he he just, when you watch that tape, um, he reminds me a lot of Caleb Sanders and his yep. get off the ball. 
yep. and how how Caleb just presents so many problems. I see a lot of Max, and Caleb played as a true freshman too, so yep. I guess that could be a real similarity there. Yes, uh, you know, looking looking back at uh, um, you know Max uh, Balloon, uh, I'm, I'm from up in that area, the old NEC. So anytime you guys sign someone from that area, I love it. Uh, and you're right, I, I stood next next to Max. Uh, on the sideline for, for a little bit and what a huge person. And you get him with coach Mo, uh, for a year. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he oh. we'll, we'll see, you know, what he's going to turn into, but I know he's going to be a specimen. Yeah. Uh, and Randy, um, you know, I know a few years ago, uh, you had that, uh, that teammate of, uh, of Malik, um, from up in the cities, uh, he's oh, yeah, with the Boye. Gophers now. Boye yeah. Boye Mafe. Yep. Yep. I mean, Randy to me is just like him, still learning the game. I believe this is only his second year of organized football, right? Yes, is yes, that, it is. Yep. I mean, and he ended up on the Care Eleven All Metro team, which is one of the most prestigious lists in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota Vikings All State team. Uh, just my goodness, and you watch his tape and the growth from junior to senior year. Uh, where junior year, he's out there just on raw ability. Yep, and just schooling people, and then you get to his senior year where he actually knows a little bit of what he's doing out there, and uh, just destroying double teams, triple teams, chips from the back, whatever. Uh, it's pretty cool to see, and he's one that I'm I'm really glad. Uh, I was really nervous the Gophers were going to start s- sniffing around um, on him just because he's so raw and the potential, but he's what he's doing is amazing already. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're right. He's another guy who was. I was uh I was fired up to get his NLI uh, emailed over today. It was exciting. Sure, uh, and Brandon Lane. I mean, uh, just I think he he's the one in this class that everyone knows about because of the offers, and uh, I mean, really has just stayed pretty true to being a Jack the whole time. And and whatever you guys did in terms of that family feel and making his family comfortable um, and him comfortable is just huge. So kudos to you guys on that one. Yeah, big big get. He won like every big man competition we saw him at this this uh, this summer. And he went to a lot of camps. Yeah, it was down. You guys kind of first hit on him in Lindenwood, right? Yeah, I was mean, that... we knew uh, we saw him at these A ten combines in Kansas City in the spring, um, and then that we saw him in pads there at Lindenwood, and that was like kind of the icing on the cake there. And, and Coach Smith had known really right away at Junior Day. Um, that he was a guy that he he connected well with and that we wanted him. And then he just kept confirming at every camp, every camp, every camp. He was just so dominant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on to the linebackers, uh, Adam and Aaron uh, Kusler. Am I saying that right, Kusler? Yep, Kusler. Yep. Okay. So these two, again, were guys that came the year before when I was there for prospect camp, caught my eye which was pretty impressive considering uh, all the guys that we originally signed in the, in the 2019 class that were at that camp. Um, mm-hmm. And, and they just, they fit in with those, that, that top tier backers that were there who, you know, five of them you ended up signing. So uh, yep. tell me about these two. Uh, I mean, it's almost where do you start with these two? They are um, difference makers in every sense of the word. Uh, first they're on field. They're big, long athletic kids over six two um they are i mean we had them doing some pass rush stuff at our camp they'd never done it before they excelled at that uh we were doing some tackling at our camp they excelled at that we were doing coverage they excelled at that 
I mean, they just, but the coolest thing about them is if they didn't, if they had a rep that they didn't win, they were immediately uh, running over to coach Rogers and asking what they could have done better and uh, how to improve on it. And then they could fix it. I mean, they are maybe some of the more coachable guys I've been around. And then, I mean, they're just so disciplined. I mean, they, they are uh, some of the more locked in, you know, we talk about guys like Zach Zenner type focus uh, Mm -hmm. in our program. And we've had some guys like that come through, but they have a ton of personality, but, uh, it, it's just, they're just so driven from reading motivational books to drinking a gallon of water to every day to having their whole team over to watch a uh, film without the instruction of their coach. I mean, they are uh, with, with, with what we do with our linebackers and how we need those guys to lead. They are perfect fits with coach Rogers and our system. Um, and we expect them to get out there early as well. Um just big time players yeah and and uh I, I my bad here i missed caleb frankel when we were doing the yeah. overview of the linebackers so i mean yeah. caleb, caleb you turn on caleb's tape uh for grand island i know grand island's a proud program down there in nebraska yeah. uh but he is making plays all over the place uh and i know um you know looking at him he's not the biggest guy but he yep. plays big out there uh, yeah and, yeah and, go ahead <laughs> yeah i mean yeah grand island's just known for um, just always, always being there in the end. And they've won so much. They probably got one of the better head coaches in the state down there. And he, um, you know, raved about Caleb just for a long time. And he's got some good family history with, with, uh, athletes and his family. And Caleb's about six one. He's only 175 pounds right now, but, uh, he will strike you. And he kind of reminds me of a longer Dallas Brown uh-huh. uh, type player, maybe, maybe a little more violent. And he played this season, um, banged up I mean he had his elbow drained at one point he had a sprained ankle he had but he never missed any time you know coach Rogers drove five and a half hours uh to watch him play and he scored a touchdown and sprained his ankle on the same play and you know Jimmy's thinking shoot I just drove down here I'm not even gonna see this guy play he you know he came back in um you know and and dominated the game he single-handedly uh won them some games and so he is just a winner. I mean, we were down there just last week doing a visit with them, and he grabbed the the uh, marker on this dry erase thing, and we put him on the board, and he just started drawing us up some plays. I mean, I've never seen a kid, a high school kid, so in tune with everything. I mean, he's got the letters up there, and the circles are perfect, and he's drawing things, and he has reasons for everything and rationale. He was drawing up on balance sets and how they would fit plays. He's a winner. I Sweet. Mean, he's a winner. I love it. Love yep. it. All right, let's get into the secondary and talk about your guys a little bit, uh, the yep. cornerback group. Uh, Abe Hoskins the third, Dallas Beanham, and Stephen Errol. Yep. Um, yep. RL. Uh, yep. These three, talk about adding some length to your room. And your guys already, you've, like the last couple of years, you've gotten to be a bigger group, um, just yep. stature-wise. And these three certainly fit that mold. Um, yep. I mean, all of them incredibly versatile. Yep. Uh, I know Dallas, you know, Dallas and Abe both played both ways. Steven played both ways a little bit at receiver. Yep. Uh, Abe was a quarterback. So uh, Dallas, yep. a very good wide receiver uh, yep. down there at Millard West. So tell me a little bit about these three. Yeah, long, fluid, athletic guys that change direction well. And that's, you know, I am not scared to take a small guy by any means. We, we've shown that in the past. But, if you know, starting with Abe, I mean, Abe plays – 
you know, anytime a guy's a quarterback, that fires me up because it says the coaches trust him and he's a leader. Mm. And he he fits the bill there. I mean, Central had been one of the top teams uh, in the Midwest in the 80s, and then they, they took a dip down uh, a little bit. And he kind of went there. His father went to school there. Uh, and he wanted to turn it around, and he has slowly kind of built that place back uh, up and left it in a great place. But I tell you, he can uh, change direction with the best of them. And then he is not even close to being done growing. His uh, his uh, half-brother actually plays defensive line at uh, Nebraska. His dad played football at Purdue and then transferred to Tulsa, and his mom was a sprinter at the University of Nebraska. So you, wow. you talk about uh, bloodlines um, and getting it. He's a guy that gets it, and and he's he he's got uh, I got some polishing to do with him at pure, at corner, but he's got a huge future. I I love I love developing those guys. He's one of those guys. Dallas, um, the, the easiest comparison I hate to do this to Dallas, but it's Jordan Brown. I mean, he's six mm. one, really long arms, really fluid, like really fluid when he runs. There's no tightness there. Very bouncy on his feet. He's kind of like a cat. Guys can't tackle him. Uh, when he catches the ball and then when he's playing defense, he got a chance to cover some four-star receivers this year and did an awesome job um, having a good basketball season. Actually, Abe and Dallas's fathers are fraternity brothers, which is another cool connection yeah. um, down there. So those guys are going to get along great. They've known each other since they were just little kids. Um, and, uh, and then Steven is a guy that his team comes to team camp, Osseo guy. Um, and we loved him. He's at junior days. He, I, I just always knew he wanted to be a, a jackrabbit. And, you know, um, you just got to find ways to get, get guys that want to be here on the team, whether it's scholarship or, or not or however it works. I mean, so many of these guys, um, you know, they find different paths here. And Steven is really long and mm-hmm. really light on his feet. And he will strike you. And, and uh, he's a versatile guy. I mean, he's going to start at corner, but he could do a lot of things for us. We really wanted to to load up on talented athletic guys in the secondary. And then we really have a big push defensively to be able to get four and five uh, and six DBs on the field at a time. And so to do that, we need depth. And that's that was the the, the, the thought process with these guys. Yeah. So with, with Steven, I wasn't able to find any stats for him um, that, were, that were that seemed current or right. Yep. Uh, but watching his highlight tape, I counted at least five interceptions and at least that many forced fumbles. And you're talking about a guy that can hit. Uh, <laughs> man, he, he came up and laid the wood on some folks. And he plays up there in the cities. So, you know, they're not, he's not beaten down on slouches or anything like that. Um, you know, he was all CARE 11 uh, preseason, all Metro team. Um, you know, he battled some injuries his senior year, so he didn't make it on the final team. But I think yep. uh, you turn on his tape, and man, I really love what I see there. Yeah, he can really run. He can really run. He's a playmaker, ball hawk. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Dallas and Abe have been committed for a long time. Um, and I talked about them just a little bit, but I'm glad you used the word fluid because that's how I describe Dallas as well uh, yep. in in my write up of him. And he just he just looks like an athlete out there. So, um, yep. and then Abe, I think the Omaha World Herald put a story out, out on him uh, sometime early in the fall about yep. how he was showing up for you know, freshman football games on Saturdays after, you know, playing a full game on, on Friday night and kind of playing both ways and everything. And just how he was really proud to build that program back up. Like you talked about. So uh, to me, that's really cool. Cause uh, I love those kind of 
people that are that are leaders and and take that initiative to build something so yeah loyalty too you know big big yeah. thing who, who you are um you know as a person has a lot to do with uh how close you'll be uh able to reach your potential as a player yeah all right move on to the next guy safety uh kale reader out of yorkville illinois uh another guy that uh ultra productive and uh have i must have this wrong in my blog uh, but 80 tackles, six interceptions, a pick six, forced fumble, fumble recovery, 10 receiving touchdowns. Uh, he was all state. He was the county player of the year out there. Uh, really just a stat stuffer. Um, and, uh, I mean, he's a guy that wants to hit you as well. Yeah, Kale is um, everything you want in safety. He's smart. He's fluid. Uh, he dominated one-on-ones at our camp. Um, I mean, he was – all over the place, extremely competitive. He's a winner. Uh, you know, another uh, Illinois guy for, for us that's been just such, um, you know, that such a difference-making area for us. And he, again, he's a guy that just earned it at camp. It was like, we can't let this guy get out of here without being a jackrabbit. we got to do everything we can. So we went, you know, full bore at him. And um, he, he just really, really fits, um, you know, our culture. And, and he's going to add some athleticism with the intelligence, with the physicality. And I think, um, you know, the two safeties we signed this year, they both possess phenomenal leadership skills. But really, you know, corner may be athletically the most difficult position in football to play. I, you know, I know I'm biased, but when you talk about, <laughs> when you talk about, uh, when you talk about uh, safety, I mean, we need a guy that can cover man like a corner, but we need him to be able to, to, to be able to fit the run in interior gaps and then also direct traffic. I yeah. mean, that's, th- think of how unique of a person that needs to be to get that done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so who do you want to ne- jump to next? Do you want to do uh, Dayton or Isaac here? Let's go. Let's go, uh, let's go uh, Dayton. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So Dayton, another playmaker out of Missouri for us here. Uh, he was one of those guys that committed way back in May. Uh, yeah. Another quarterback. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, he played. Uh, for his high school safety linebacker, kind of a flex there. Um, he was the two-time News Press City Football Player of the Year there in St. Joe's, Missouri. Uh, he was an all-district selection, uh, just an absolute stud with the ball in his hands, um, and a very good defensive player. So, uh, yeah. what what else do we need to know about Dayton? Yeah, yeah. Originally saw Dayton. Um... You know, in this spring, throwing the football at an A-10 combine, I really like how he threw it. There was a lot of Division II schools that were interested in him at quarterback, and then he kind of just flipped over and did some DB drills for me and uh, really liked just his uh, his backpedal, and he was able to come out of breaks. And he's so powerful. Like, he's a – I mean, he's a thick kid. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he, he's close to six foot tall, but, man, he when he comes out of a break, he explodes out of a break. And, um, and so then – Got to know him and his family. His dad actually uh, is able to coach him. Uh, his dad, Preston, is, is uh, you know, really he's impacted me. His dad's a phenomenal guy that, that's, uh, you know, doing a great job, uh, has done a great job raising Dayton. You see that when you meet, uh, you know, Dayton because he's such a leader and he's respectful and he's, I mean, he's yes, sir, no, sir. Uh, I mean, he's a phenomenal kid. And then, you know, he came to our camp and the growth from when the camp started to when the camp finished, I, I couldn't. I mean, it's hard to really quantify. He was he, he he quickly left our camp as probably the most violent guy there, and then he was he was doing great in coverage, even though he really's never been asked to cover man before. Sure. And he he was coaching 
I've never seen this before. He's such a good leader. He was coaching the other guys at the camp. <laughs> like, I'm, you know, most guys, it's like they're kind of a little bit out for themselves. They got to earn their scholarship and all that. Dayton was so confident. He's coaching the, everybody else there. And I, I mean, it was never seen it before. Maybe, maybe never will. I mean, he, uh, he is a leader in every sense of the word and a hell of a football player. Good. Good. Yeah. I, you know, these early guys, uh, you know, it just always makes me nervous when they commit so early. Uh, and he had a super productive senior year. So I'm glad we were able to hang on to him. That's for sure. Definitely. Uh, so then let's go to the athlete, one of yep. the, the athlete in the class, uh, yep. <laughs> Isaac, I, Isaac Applegate here out of Lincoln. Um, and he tested incredibly well. Uh, I think he was at Lindenwood as well. And yep. really kind of blew up after Lindenwood with some of his testing results, uh, the jumps and the sprints and stuff. So uh, what do we like about Isaac? He's an athletic freak. I mean, he's 6'2". Um, you know, he, he's going to be 190 pounds by the time he gets here, if not bigger. He's a guy that, you know, you label a guy athlete, and it's more so you can label all these guys that, right? Because we want to we want to get Isaac here. We want to teach him the whole defense and see where he fits. I mean, is he, uh, you know, like Christian Roseboom was a guy that, uh, you know, played running back. You know, look at all these guys. Logan Backus played quarterback. Well, we want to see. I mean, is Isaac a roll down safety? Is Isaac a Sam linebacker? Is he a Nick? Is he a, you know, we're, we're going to let him grow and develop and then we're going to teach him the whole deal and we're going to have a focused effort to get him, uh, get him out there making plays where he fits best because he really played corner for his high school and a lot of receivers. So, um, you know, when you look at a guy like that, we don't want to just lock him into a position. We want to be able to give all these guys the best chance to succeed. And all of them, I tell the kids this all the time. I could tell you corner, sure. But if you get to campus and you'd be our second best wide receiver and our fifth best corner, well, guess what's probably going to happen? You're going to, you know, we're going to get you on the field as fast as you can where you can be all conference. And these kids are, I mean, they're, they're 17, 18 years old. I mean, yep. uh, you've seen it with us throughout the years in terms, I mean, Jordan Brown, thought he was going to end up being a receiver at some point and now obviously now playing in safety in the NFL now for the Raiders. So, it's, mm-hmm. um, so he's this guy that we're, we're extremely excited about his versatility. Perfect. Perfect. All right. The last two here, I know, I know you're really proud of these two, uh, yep. the, the two special teamers that you signed, uh, the kicker punter, uh, Hunter Dustman from up in the cities and, uh, then Jaden, uh, Mueller, out of yep. Iowa. So long snapper for him. And, you know, long snapper, it, we've been so good at long snapper for so long. Uh, it's just like, I think people take it for granted how, how consistent that position has been at SDSU for so many years uh, that, that it's, it's really cool that we're, you know, signing a four and a half star rated kicker or, or long snapper right now in the Coles, in the Coles rating system. So walk me through with these two. Yeah, Jaden is uh, first. You know, the long snappers don't get a lot of love, uh, as you mentioned. But uh, y- you know, you know, you have a great long snapper when nobody talks about the long snapper because yeah. <laughs> um, you know if that if people are talking about him, it's it's usually going to be because we're we're off on our snaps or our timing. And Brady's been such a blessing to us. Teams don't even really rush our punts anymore because we're getting them off in one point nine seconds. I mean, it's physically impossible for somebody to block a punt. Um, you know, when you're able to do that. And so Jaden is a guy with, with Brady going to be a senior. And, you know, I want somebody in that those are very specialized positions. And to be honest with you, Brady could probably teach Jaden uh, more than I can because he'll be able to spend so much time with him during practice when I'm not available. So 
um, you know, it, it was really important to us to get to get a top guy, and he is he is that phenomenal in our camp. His times are very comparable to what you'd want a Division One snapper to be at already. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he, he'll be an asset for us. And then Hunter Dustman, I mean, again, the fit with the family and what their values and who they are, uh, are, are is all there. But I've never seen a performance like I saw at him at our specialist camp. I mean, they kicked 15 field goals. He made every one from all mm-hmm. over the field. And, I mean, and, I mean, these kids have – three minutes between kicks that, you know, in a game, they got 20 minutes. So, you know, 30 minutes. So uh, for him to do that was impressive. Well, then he went and punted the ball and he did 12 punts, all 12 punts over 40 yards, over 4.1 hang time. Those balls are never going to get returned. So that was impressive. And then, then he's like, well, I want to do some kickoffs coach. I said, all right. So he does eight kickoffs, and they're all out of the back of the end zone. I just, <laughs> uh, I, I just couldn't be more excited about him. Um, and, again, we, we got to win the special teams battle uh, week in, week out to win close games, and th- both of those kids are going to be a huge part of it. Good. Good, good. Well, we made it through um, the class. Or do we want to talk about last one? Uh, let's. Uh, how about you and I follow up with uh, – with my Sounds guy good. on that a little bit, a little bit later. We can. Uh, I'll save it for January. Or yeah, let's, February. let's 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 save him for January to be sure. Sounds good. All right, Dan. Um, any last words on this class that you want our listeners and Jackrabbit fans to know? Uh, I first just want you guys to know, and our fans, and our community, and all of our supporters to know how important you are to our success. And and and, and these kids pick a community and a school and a university. They don't just pick a football program or a football coach. And uh, so I appreciate every single time, whether you're a fan in the stands um, that has a positive interaction with them, um, you know, or, or you, you see them at a restaurant eating a meal. I mean, I'm very thankful. Our coaching staff is very thankful for your support. Um, and these kids are going to battle for you. We're really proud of this class. They're genuine kids that are going to be model uh, citizens for uh, our community. But, uh, they're people you can be proud of. They're people we're proud of. Um, and uh, they're jackrabbits through and through. So appreciate our fans and our support. And uh, these kids are going to bring it home for us. Just continue to have our back, uh, and we'll get it done for you. All right. Thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, jackrabbit fans, if you want a little bit more information on these guys, check out the blog. Uh, have all their stats listed there, the awards they've won, who their offers were from. Uh, the direct tweets that I had out today, as well as the tweets uh, from SDSU, uh, seems like a great group of kids. So let's dive in. Let's get to know them a little bit. Uh, get excited for them. And uh, we'll have a little bit more for you uh, in the second signing period this winter. So with that, go Jacks. This has been the Splitting Hairs Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe, as well as follow Jackrabbit Illustrated on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and so, I mean, we first zero in on these guys through a really thorough evaluation process of going through every high school and every high school coach and um, utilizing some different recruiting services to help find and identify uh, players. So I bet between our, you know, uh, 10 full-time guys, you know, and Coach Dig, we watch, I mean, it's in the thousands of, of highlight reels and game films.